You're also a good man. just wanted to, um, before we start, <clears throat> just to say a quick word about Shabbos. The purpose of the Shiva going away for Shabbos is, uh, I guess, falls under the realm of Bitula Zurikiyuma, which basically means that sometimes taking off time from learning is that which is Mechazik, the learning itself. We're here in yeshiva primarily to learn, to grow together. <clears throat> That's why we're here. Everybody, hopefully, when they made a decision to come to yeshiva, came here hoping that this is a place that they'll grow. This is a place that they'll make new friends, meet new friends. You know, we'll be with the people, hopefully, that you know, we'll be dancing at each other's weddings and happy. Big shout out to uh, Joey Mitzvah for this coming week for his house and a, I'm sure every person comes, I'm going to a new place. Am I, am I going to make it? Am I going to feel that a lot of us are? The main purpose of going away for a Shabbos is to be ma'achet de chabura. Ma'achet means to, to bring us a little closer, a little stronger, to a little experiment this morning. I'm not going to go into details of the experiment, but one of the details. Not everybody knows, not, not everybody who sits next to somebody else during morning Seder knows his name or has ever said a word there. Not everybody. We don't have to be mocked on that hanhaga when we're away for Shabbos. Um, <clears throat> different people came here. Sometimes people are together. They have similar interests, similar likes. They gravitate more towards a similar chavra. But when we're going away for Shabbos, this is a chance, really, for everybody to just get to feel comfortable with everybody. And I'm, I'm, I'm not encouraging, I'm pleading that the island go out of their comfort zone a little bit on Shabbos. If you want to sit down with your friends, of course you want to sit down, you want to be together with your friends. But it doesn't have to be for a whole suda. So be, bring other people in. I mentioned this before the last Shabbos. Somebody goes away on the Shabbos and comes back having felt lonely, the whole thing was not for that. Somebody wants to be alone, people like this space, it's fine. But to go away that anybody should be felt, should come away feeling lonely, it's not worth it. 
So it is worth it. We don't wait for Shabbos and make sure that that doesn't happen. Sometimes there are different times to learn, there are different suddhas. You're listening to different people speak, different, you say different things. Whether it's the learning, the arnid, the suddhas, or playing a baseball, a frisbee, or whatever else is going on. Just want to remind the island to bring svarim. They don't have svarim. I'm assuming bring anything, any, anything you want to play with. You have to bring that also. And, you know, just to bring out one small nakuda, and, you know, this is our dream, the yeshiva's dream, hopefully your dream, and what this will accomplish. There are people here who are not going on the Shabbos. There's Abraham here in the room. So I'll say a word, and this really is true, but again, any high moment in life in Avodah Hashem, I'd like to share a small word from the Kajna Tzermagid, and it's connected to the first Pasuk in the Parsha. So let's learn the first Pasuk. Name of the Parsha this week is Parsha's Emar. Pasuk goes like, Yisvayom Rashem al-Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, Emar ala Kohanim b'nei Aram. Emar, say to the Kohanim b'nei Aram, va'amarta alayim, and say to them, l'nefesh lo yitamavama. Can't become tummy. Kind is not, not allowed to become tummy. And you read the passage. There's a redundancy. Say to Aaron. Say to the Kohanim bnei Aaron, and say to them. You just told me to say to them. You didn't tell me what to say. Chazal are bothered by the Kasha. Rashi, the first Rashi in the parsha, brings down a Gemara Yavamas. What is Emar va'amarta? Say and say. And then the passage says what to say. Rashi says Emar va'amarta lahazir gedolim alaktanim. Over here, there's a special tzivoy that the older people, the adults, should tell this over to their children. In other words, Emar, say to the Kohanim, Va'amarta, and say to them again, or tell them that they should say, Emar, Va'amarta. Tell them, Ma'azur G'daylum Alaktan. Rebruven Grzovsky says that that's not the Pshat. But you should tell it to them so many times that it should be so much a part of them that it will spill over to their children. Should be so much a part. Emar va'amarta. Tell them and tell them again and tell them again, and it'll it'll, it'll, it'll ooze over to the mishpacha. But this is the lashon of Rashi: lahazir gedolim alaktan, so that the gedolim should give it over to be mazir, caution the gedolim regarding the ketan. So the beautiful verse in the Kajnitz Magid, his Rebbe, the Nameli Melech, over here in the parsha, says something similar. This Kajnitz Magid is when he's speaking about Pesach. He says something beautiful. He says, in life, there are two tkufas. And every human being, if he's honest, even if he tries not to be honest, there, there, these two tkufas are there. There are tkufas of godless and there are tkufas of katnas. Tkufas of godless means a person has clarity in life. There's behiros, there's clarity. A person feels passionate about what he does. A person's connected to Hashem. A person enjoys the mitzvahs, enjoys his learning. He's up, he's in, he's in an up. He's big, he's big, he's grand. And then there's tkufas of katnas, where a person, everything's a mochama, the Yetzirah doesn't leave him alone, and everything's a nisayan, and everything is difficult, everything is small. And life's a seesaw, there's godless and there's katnas, there's godless and there's katnas. So what do I do? What's the Eitzah? Why this tkufas of katnas we're not talking about now? Sometimes the Rebunshan wants to see if you're really in, even when, the, even when the going gets tough. Do you still hold on? Sometimes it's, you read a Lutzarek Aliyah, we're not getting into that. But how do I not fall apart when I go through my petty tkufa? What do I do? So I'll just read to you a small line, and then I really want to speak about a different Indian. He says, V'haklal, Shetzarcha Adam Lizkar, a person has to remember, when the going is good, when a person is going through his tkufa of godless, 
He says, when a person is to remember, when a person's feeling big, when a person's inspired, when a person's clear, when a person is, is, is strong, a person has to remember it's not always going to be like this. If I have to prepare myself now, when I have the clarity, I have to prepare myself. Build myself and psych myself and drill it into myself and make a Russian in my depths. So that when this Tkufa will go away and I'm going to be back to the smallness, that I'll still remember, I'll have that Russian, I'll know that that's the real me. Sometimes when people go into the slump, they think that that's the real them. And whatever I went through, my, the hisav was the passion, the excitement, the clarity that I had. That was a phase. Everybody goes through the phase. Yeah, everybody goes through their tkufas. But a person has to remember, capture the picture. Capture the image. Put in something. Make that rush. And remember how you feel. Remember that it's not always going to be that way. So that when it's not that way, you'll remember that you remember that it wasn't always going to be that way. And you made a Roshim in yourself at that point, and you said, this is the way I want it to be. And I'm going to hold on so that I can get back to it. This applies to anything in life. But it certainly applies when you go away and he speaks about Kedusha Shabbos. Hopefully Shabbos usually brings a Hislavus with it. V'chein b'chol ha'zmanim l'mashol with Shabbos and Yontif is usually a zman of Hislavus and Cheshach. Generally speaking, a person on Shabbos has to remember, yeah, the week is not always Shabbos. So let me really drill Shabbos into me and remind me that I enjoy this thing and I enjoyed a good suda and I enjoyed the daven and I enjoy all. And I'm connected to that. So that when I go through the tkufas that I'm not, that I'm able to hold on. Hopefully, Bez Hashem, going away for a Shabbos with the yeshiva, with chaverim, the people who are my chaverim, the people who will be my chaverim. <clears throat> go away for such a Shabbos to drill it into myself. And it's not always upstate. It's not always that way. You're coming back and it's going to be the regular grind of what goes on. But to remind myself of the Shabbos that this is, these are the people I want to be with. This is the matzav I want to be with. You know, it's an opportunity I felt last time. I had a chance to listen to other Rebbeim. I don't usually hear the other Rebbeim. I don't go when they give a shmooze. I don't go when they give a shir. And there's opportunities to hear, to, to, to get to know, to taste. I should make a mental note that I want to be close to these people. I want to be close to the guy next to me, the guy behind me, the guy in front of me, to the Rebbein, to the Rosh Hashiva. I, I would love to be a little closer, so let me make the moves, let me make the, the, the mental notes as I'm going through it, the notes in my heart, in my mind, and then bring that back with me when I come back. That's uh, my bracha to all of us. Okay, this Sunday, Mitzvah is Lad Ba'aymer. 33rd day of the Omer, the 18th day of Eir, really mysterious Yamtif. has to do with Rav Shema Bayechai, it has to do with the secrets of the Zayar, and many people in this room are probably not all that familiar, <coughs> myself included, with a lot of the secrets of the Zayar, a lot of Rav Shema Bayechai. And yet so many Yidin connect to this Yamtif in such a way, to this day, in Eretz Yisrael especially, I remember I was a kid, I grew up in Eretz Yisrael a little bit, and for weeks before, we were stealing tires and, and, and uh, uh, trees and branches and whatever you could, not stealing, taking. <laughs> 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 and uh, you know, people finding open lots and building these things that were, uh, so probably we didn't burn down Yerushalayim, but whatever it was, we, we had it. What, what was it about? It didn't make a difference was it, what it was about then. But we're older now, and I wanted to give over something Again, there's many, many, many different drachim. Talat Baimer 
but something that as, as yeshiva bachim, as people who are learning Torah, spending our days learning, something that maybe we could get a time, a very special time. And I'm not saying that this is the pshat, I'm not saying this is, you speak to any, any godl, any person, you're going to find something different, but I want to share with you something that did it for me, that meant a lot to me. And to, to do this in two parts. Yisra Ramah says that on the day of Lag Bayimah, Mar Ben Baktas, Basimcha, there is an increase, a slight increase in Simcha on Lag Bayimah. Shnabura says, he brings down from the Grah, Tamida Rabbi Akiva completely stopped dying. It's a cause for celebration, it's a cause for Simcha. And then Rav Shemim Bar Yachai, let's quote a source just for the sake of saying the source, Aruch HaShulchan says, Oymrin, people say that this was the day that Rav Shemim Bar Yachai came out of the cave after being there for so many years. Oymrin, there are those who say that this was the day that Rav Shemim Bar Yachai was nifter. They call it Hilula the Rashbi, the, the, the Hilula, the Simcha of Rav Shemim Bar Yachai. They call it, they call it, and this is the cause for the celebration. That's what it says, it's brought, it's brought down like this in many Islam. Aruch HaShulchan brings it. <clears throat> and numerous ask the question, I'll bring this from the Mincha Salaz, and Munkacha Rabbi, is a safer called Divrei Torah. And he says, I don't get it. If this is the day that Rav Shema Bar Yechai died, it should be a sad day. The world lost Rav Shema Bar Yechai. In fact, one of the days, one of the optional days of fasting that are brought down in Shulchan Aruch, Simon Tafkov Pei, is the day, the Ptira of Moshe Rabbeinu. Zayin Adar is a day of fasting. Not, it's not a you're not to fast on that day. But it's brought in halacha that that is a fast day. Moshe Rabbeinu died on that day. Why? Because he died, not because of anything. That's what it says. So here you say that it's a cause for celebration because Rav Shimon was nipped. Why is that a reason to celebrate? It's the kasha. <clears throat> Others ask it in different ways. Why is this a cause for celebration? So there's a sefer. He himself, in a different sefer of his, called the Shari Yisachar, brings down the following. And just to give you two interesting ideas that he points out, and then to see the Dara. <clears throat> and he says, he says the following. Lagba Eimer, every year, falls out on the same day of the week as the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu. It's a factual thing. Lagba Eimer is on a Sunday, because Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site, Zayin Adar, this past year, Purim was a Sunday, there's Yudalad Adar, a week before, the Zion Adar was on a Sunday. Interesting thing, the Moshe Rabbeinu's, the day of the Ptira of Moshe, which is a fast day, is, always falls out on the same day of the week as Lagbar. Why? A gematria, for those who like them. Lagbar is the gematria Moshe. Exactly. 345. What's Moshe got to do with Lagbar? <clears throat> So he explains as follows. Moshe Rabbeinu, we call him Moshe Rabbeinu, the main, the main tafkit, so to speak. Moshe Rabbeinu took us out of Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu split the sea. Moshe Rabbeinu brought down the man. But the main tafkit of Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Rabbeinu. He's our Rebbe. He gave us the Torah. And the Torah has many different parts to the Torah. There's Pshat, there's Ramez, there's Drush, and there's also a chilek of the Torah called Sai. The secrets of the Torah. Those secrets were never taught up because Moshe Rabbeinu received them, but they weren't taught publicly. Moshe didn't teach them publicly. Those were some things that you had to intuit on your own. He taught privately to whoever it was, <clears throat> but it was something that wasn't really given over to, wasn't given over to Am Yisrael, the Sodas of the Torah. Rav Shemim Bar Yechai, this is all from the Munkat Shereb. So Rav Shemim Bar Yechai 
is a Gilgul of Moshe Rabbeinu, comes back and finishes the job. On the day of his Ptira, he gathered his Talmidim together, he gathered, one, one Talmud was Rabbi Abba, he tells him to write, and he goes, and he tells him, and he tells him, and he tells him, and he writes, and he writes, and he writes, and he tells over tremendous secrets of the Torah. He gave it over. He gave over this Halak of the Torah as well. Which means that who, so to speak, finished the job of Nesirah Satara to Kla Yisrael was Moshe Rabbeinu in the form when Moshe Rabbeinu came back as Rav Shimon Bar Yechad. And therefore, they bring Gematria that Tana Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechai is Pshat Remez Rosh Hansar. Exactly. Why? Because he finished the job. Tana Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechai finished the job. He gave, he, he gave all of it all. All of it now belonged to Kla Yisrael. What happened on the day of Moshe Rabbeinu's Petira? The Gemara Tamura says, Yisrael forgot 300 halachas. There were 700 spakers. They wanted to stone Yeshua because Yeshua couldn't bring it back. And Osneel ben Kenaz eventually brought it back. On the day of the Ptira of Moshe Rabbeinu, Yisrael lost a tremendous amount of Torah. They forgot hundreds of halachas. There was so much confusion. They had spakers. Whenever there's a loss of Torah, it's a cause for, for fasting, it's a cause for mourning. It's a very sad day. When there's an increase in Torah, Pekudei Hashem, Yesharim, Mesam, Chelev, V'nismach, B'divrei Sarasach, we say in Meirut, when there's an increase in Torah, it's a cause for Simcha. So he says, the reason why Lag Ba'emer is a cause for Simcha is not because Rav Shem passed away, but it's because of what happened on the day that he passed away, which was giving over so much Torah to Kal Yisrael. In fact, the Chalakim of Torah we didn't have, we never had, for hundreds and hundreds of years, were given over. Torah was now in its complete state, and that's a cause for Simcha. So that's what he says. <clears throat> so if a person's learning secrets of the Torah and understands that it's a big cause for simcha, maybe knowing that the people out there who have it is a big cause for simcha. But what about for the rest of us who are not Isaac in that? What could we, what could we do to connect to Lag Bimer other than being happy for those who are? So I want to share with you something. This is a, a, a tremendous thing, and I really hope in the few minutes that we have, we we'll just have a few minutes, but to give this over, and I saw this in the Sefer Tzvi Tzadik, and I think that this is, uh, it's something all of us could take something from. This is the Cheshmer. I will introduce this with the following Rashi. There's a Mishnah in Pirkei Avos that says, Asei lecha rav, ukne lecha chaver. Ukne lecha chaver, buy for yourself a friend. Purchase for yourself a friend. What kind of a friend is it if you have to buy him? He's a seller. It's only your friend because you bought him, you paid him. Rashi says, Knei l'chachaver is not referring to a human friend. Knei l'chachaver is actually referring to Sfarim. Knei l'chachaver, buy yourself a friend. It's brought down in the Pisgah Tshuva, it's brought down in the Lecha Mishnah, that Bizman Hazeh, our Rebbeim are our Sfarim. Our Sfarim are not only our friends. So many people learn, our Rebbeim learn from Sfarim, and they teach it to us. We learn from Sfarim, and that's how we learn. Sfarim are our Rebbeim. Sfarim are our friends. Sfarim plays such a central role. And almost every single sefer that you have here in the shelves was not supposed to be written. It's clear. Chazal say, Dvarim Shebaal Peh are not supposed to be written. Torah Shebaal Peh was supposed to have remained Baal Peh. Why is Torah Shebaal Peh written down? Every sefer you have on the shelf, except for the Chamisha from Shetar. Why was Torah Shebaal Peh eventually written down? Because people forgot it. Rashi says in Gittin, people started, people lost interest. Nisma Tahalev. Once they lost interest, they became interested in other things. They lost interest, they began to forget. There's no choice. There's no prayer. If Torah is not going to be written down, says Rabbi Yudah Nasi, we've lost Torah Shabbat. He writes it down. 
says the Tzvilah Tzadik. There was a precedent that was set for Rebbe, for Rabbi Yudha Anasi, by his own Rebbe. How did Rebbe know that he's able to do this? It's a tremendous chiddush. Rebbe was a Talmud of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was the first one to write down Torah for Kala Yisrael. When? On the day of his Pekirah. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was a Talmud, was one of the five Talmudim of Rabbi Akiva, after the 24,000 died. And he saw the Gemara is made, the world was empty, the world was desolate, the world was missing Torah in a, in a major, major way. He saw what happened because it wasn't written down. He saw how much was forgotten. Says Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, if that happened with a nigla of Torah that was taught by Rabin, Kosha came the secrets of the Torah that I'm familiar with, were passed on to me by my Rabbin, are definitely going to be forgotten. And he was Moira Heter of Eis Lasses Lashem. We're going to write Torah Shabal Peh down. Which parts of Torah Shabal Peh? The Zayar. And he has his Talmud Rabbi Abba writing and he's teaching and he writes on the day of his Petira. That was the Chiddush on the day of his Petira, that Torah Shabal Peh could be written. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, when he saw that even the other Halakim of Torah were beginning to be forgotten, Paskins that you're allowed to write it because of what happened on Lagban. Because of the giloy, the chiddush of his rabbi, that Torah could be written, that's why he was Merahetar, that Torah could be written as well. Which means, from the Mishnahis down to the Sefer, any other Sefer that you have, that a person gets chizik from, any other Sefer that's your friend, that's building you, that's giving you chizik, any other Sefer that's your rabbi, that's teaching you, the Gemaras that we learn, the Tosis that we learn, the Rashi that we learn, the Achorinim that we learn. When did that happen? When was that written down? Why was that written down? When was the first time? When was the Chiddush that if Torah is going to be forgotten, you could write it down? He says, that was the Chiddush on Latvah. David HaMelech exclaims in Tehillim. He says, Gal Open my eyes that I could see the wonders of Torah. When was that Nishadish? That you could see the wonders of Torah. Torah is not only transmitted orally in, a, in, a, in an auditory manner, but you're able to actually see it. Gala, the same letters as Lag, on the day of Lagbar. We said the Gematria before, Tana Rabbi Shimon ben Yachai, is the Gematria, Pshat, Remes, Drush, and Sai, because all of that came because of what happened on this day. So if a person wants to connect, a person's looking for a way to connect to Lagbar, and doesn't really understand necessarily all the secrets and what this means and the Gilgulim and Rav Shimon Bar was a Gilgulim. But something that we all have access to, we're all Bachram, we're all in Yeshiva, we're all people who are sitting and learning, we're learning Svarim, Yom Valayla. This is the day that we got it. This is the day that allowed us, enabled us to be able to connect, to be able to connect to Hashem through the Torah, to be able to have the Torah speak to us and, and inspire us. All happened on this day of Lag Bahimur. Why am I mentioning this? <clears throat> I'm mentioning this, first of all, because it's an interesting idea. Something, something, something more, an additional mahalach to hold on to. But it's another thing, for, especially for those who are going away for Shabbos as in Yeshiva. It's a, it's, an, it's a specific time. In Yeshiva, we learn Torah Shabbat Peh. That's what Yeshiva's doing. We're learning Torah Shabbat Peh. And during this time, going away for a Shabbos, just away from all the distractions, to appreciate the Torah Shabbat Peh that we have, and afterwards on Matzai Shabbos, hopefully everybody will still be there to dance, where there will be a fire, hopefully outside the weather should cooperate, to dance, to be happy, to be a part of it, to be excited, and to, <clears throat> to be recipients of the Birkas Hashem, of the Bracha Hashem, that we have to be able to be Isaac in Torah, to be able to be Miyageya, to be able to understand, to read, to learn, to absorb, to connect. 
to Hashem, to the Torah, through the written word. I'll end up for the Maisa. I don't know if I've shared the Maisa with you before. I'll end up for the Maisa. The year is 1939. And the city is the city of Kamenitz. The Godel in this story is Rabarach there. Who was the Rosh Hashiva in Kamenitz? <coughs> the communists, the Russians invaded. And they arrested the religious leaders, including Rabarach there. <clears throat> they tried to get him out of prison. Eventually, there was an older woman, a non-Jewish woman, that goes to the chief of the police. And she says to him, I know you're communists. I know that you say that you're atheists. I know you don't believe in God. But I'm telling you that if there is a God, you're messing with the wrong fellow. Let him out. Something about the way she said it. Uh, he said, okay. It was the end of Yom Kippur already. He says, but he has to leave town immediately. So Rebarach Ben, <clears throat> two tell me them take him. He says he needs to stop by the house for a minute. He goes by the house, and he says he needs private time. And it's taking a little bit of time. And they look in. It's a little crack in the window, maybe a crack by the door. They look in, and they see Rebarach Ben is not packing anything up. He's going from safer to safer, and opening each safer, looking over what it says, closing it, giving it a kiss, and a hug, and saying goodbye. Rebarach Ben spent so much time with his svarim, connected to his svarim, late at night, with difficulties he had, difficulties in understanding different things. The svarim kept him company. He, he loved, he lived these svarim. One safe it goes from the Rashba to the tour to the next one. To the, they're just getting out of hand. They, they have to leave. So they walk into the room and they say, Rabbi, we need to leave. And he says, I can't. One took one arm, one took the other arm, and they dragged him out. And a few months later, he passed away. It was Nifter and Kislev of that year. It's a tremendous chiba, tremendous chavivas that we have to the svarim that we learn, hopefully. The svarim are the svarim that are there for us, the svarim that we connect to, the svarim that we learn from. Kodesh Baruch should bench all of us. Gal Einai. Kodesh should open our eyes. Sometimes our eyes are shut. Sometimes our eyes are glued together. Sometimes we don't always see the clarity that the Torah gives us. Let's daven between now and like Ba'amr. Daven, daven, Gal Einai. That my eyes should always be open. My eyes should always be pure. My eyes should be clean. Clean eyes see better. <clears throat> Especially when it comes to Torah. My eyes should be clean. My eyes should be clear. That I should be able to absorb all the messages, all the lessons of Torah Hashem. Wish everybody a wonderful Shabbos and a very inspiring life.